sweetheart. ESPN. ESPN. 97.5. KFNC. Mont Bellevue, Houston. Find the break of dawn, come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone, sing tonight. Find the break of dawn, come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone, there's a light on the fire. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Jerry Bowe, Holly Seymour, Josh Jordan. We got Cam behind the glass. All right, let's do this, man. The sun is starting to come out. We got a whole slate of football Texans don't play till Monday night, so you can sit back and watch all the games. But you know what? You can also sit back and watch us. Just go to ESPN975.com, click on the live stream. You can watch the show. We have Holly in studio, guys, so I'm sure you don't care about seeing me or Jerry. But we do have Holly here, so check out the show. We're gonna get this is where we hit all the games. We do all the gambling. We talk fantasy. We're gonna hit it all. We'll go through the full slate. But first. We're going to hit my favorite segment here, which is the Gal Media All-Star segment. We're going to get a little help from our friends, the the guys that really know the good stuff. So uh, let's find out what picks they got for us this week. All aboard! It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz's Fred Bauer. All right, happy Sunday. Hope everyone's having a great one. Here are my two picks. I am going to take the lowly Buffalo Bills to cover three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are done, man, and I think that's a tough trip. Let's take the Bills and put a big smile on our faces for betting a really dog game. How about this? We're going to take another crap team. The New York Football Giants plus six at Philadelphia. Eagles are in some trouble with injuries. I like the Giants quite a bit. I'm sure Holly will have some takes on this when she comes on, but I will take the Giants. So Bills, Giants, and let's roll. The Benches Lancer line. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Culture Maps, Eric Sandler. For my first pick this week, I'll take the Colts, minus eight over the Miami Dolphins. I know the Dolphins had got off to a strong start at the start of the season, but they've totally fallen apart. Meanwhile, the Colts are rolling and making a strong push for the playoffs. I just think there's too much Andrew Luck, too much Marlon Mack for the Colts not to cover the eight points. For my second pick, I'm going to take the Giants plus six over the Eagles. Uh, I think we saw the Eagles get destroyed by the Saints. Too many injuries. They're just not the same team they were when they won the Super Bowl last year. The Giants are uh, are riding high. Odell Beckham's been great. Uh, Saquon Barkley's been the rookie of the year, in my opinion, and I just think they're going to they're going to keep that rolling, and I think they can keep it closer than these six points. Sports Maps, Holly Seymour. Well, Fred knows me too well. Um, this week's games are gross, but I'm going to go with the NFC East rival game. Philly, I caught it. They were favored minus five and a half. Who's going to cover? Not the Eagles. When you have wide receivers playing corner, I can't see any good here. Give me New York Giants and the points. For my second pick, I'm taking Patriots. I got it minus eight and a half. I shy away from anything outside of a touchdown between these two because the Jets usually play New England well. However, in the past four games this season, the Jets have averaged a pathetic 10 points. All losses at that. Yardage totals in these four games, 71, 57. 73 and 83. Gross. Brady lights it up today. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I want to get to this uh, 
this Colts game here because Eric's on the Colts, and I think he had it at eight and a half, if I remember. It looks like it's at about nine now. Jerry was telling me uh, A.J. Hoffman's really firing on the Colts this week. So, Jerry, where are you with Indianapolis and Miami this week? Tannehill returning, it looks like. I do think that they can they can open this game up. Yeah, but, man, the Colts have been playing in some big-time games as of late. They've been shining in these games, yes, but the line moved two points when Ryan Tannehill was announced as the starter. So, in your head, is he worth two points to that team? Yes. Now, I know maybe not to other teams, but is the step up from him for, to, to the to the Brock Ryler, is the step up that big for two-point discrepancy? You know, I mean, the, the line is big, and the back door is going to be open. Can the Colts hold them from scoring? Because I do think that they're going to play with the lead the whole game. Yeah. I just don't know if they can withhold it and 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 cover that spread. That's the problem here. I'll be staying away from a from a betting standpoint, but I do like the Colts to throw up points today. 28, 30 points. Their team total is about 30, 30 and a half, I believe last time I looked. So, I guess look at that if you believe they're going to score points, but I don't know what to make of this Tannehill coming back. Holly, where are you at? You on the Colts or no? I yeah, I don't like saying this, but yeah, luck's on fire. I love the Colts here. And who is Tannehill? Really? <laughs> like he has ooh, a watch hot... out now, watch out now, guys. <laughs> he has a hot wife, right? Yeah, right, we'll take that. That's what we know most about him. But uh all right, that's interesting. That you know, the Colts have really been coming on lately. For me, it was just a little too much with the points there. That's why I stayed away in the uncertainty with Tannehill. Uh, let's get back to this Giants-Philly game. And I'm sure Holly's God, like, let's, let's not. not. <laughs> yeah, But we got to get into this one. It's kind of moved all over the place. Uh, I'm kind of curious, Jerry, where you're at with this one. I know, I know Holly's on the Giants side taking the points. What, what do you think? I will have a big play on this game in the next segment. Uh-oh. But I do. Uh, I, I see some scoring both ways. I think the Giants are, are coming along a little bit offensively. I don't trust them defensively. So I don't know if I can take those points and be confident in it. Like I said, I'll tease it a little bit, but I'll have a big play on that game. Ooh, that's interesting. I think uh, just real quickly, fantasy-wise, you got to expect the the Giants receivers to go off here. Don't doesn't everybody pretty much agree with that one? I mean, I don't even know who who are they playing that defensive um, back this week. Well, you see, guys, what happened was we're being held together in the secondary by bubble gum and paper clips. Ooh. We don't even have a practice squad anymore, and we are currently rotating wide receivers at the cornerback position. So if you do not eat yeah, the right, Giants and the points here, you are crazy. Ooh. Man, and that, that's Holly saying that, guys. You know, she's Love the biggest squad, Eagles fan. But... Yeah, so she's leaning that hard to the Giants. There must be something to it. Um, a receiver I do like from that game before we even move on, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. I think he gets – last week he was shadowed. Marshawn Lattimore doesn't regularly shadow. He They they used him straight shadow coverage. That's why he was shut down. This week, Janoris Jenkins, PFF, rated third most receiving yards, league high seven receiving touchdowns allowed. Jeffrey gets in the end zone today. Man, and he's a good player, but he's having a terrible year. He really is as a corner. Man, that, that's rough. And then also someone that uh, we need to look at is Tate. That first game we saw him, I think he was 28% of the snaps. Last week, 71. The person that gets hurt here is Godard, though, because ever since the return of him, I think he's seen one target. I mean, it's going to take away from him ultimately. Ertz is in a bounce-back spot last week. People thought that he was going to get the ball. This week is his week. Ertz is going to shine also. I like I like, and I'm, I'm spoiling my, my 
my pick next week, but uh, next segment. But I love Philly everywhere on the offensive side of that ball. That, that's interesting. And I think Ertz, they just kind of took him away last week is what happened. And they, they made Wentz go somewhere else with the football. Uh, before we finish up, let's hit this. Uh, I know we hit it in the first segment, the, the Bills and the Jags, because Fred's on this one. He's taking uh, the Bills minus three. Are you guys with Fred or are you on the other side? If I was going to have to bet it, I'd be on Bills for sure. Um, I, I'm starting to lean that way as well. Uh, it just, like we said, the motivation. What are the Jacksonville Jaguars playing for at this point? When you had such a high expectancy this season and now you're playing for nothing? Nothing. Nothing. It's it's like, now we got to go to cold weather? I mean, what, how do you get up for that? How do you get up after letting the Pittsburgh Steelers come back on you at home like that in the closing moments after having that game secured? How do you come back after uh, the game before that, getting beat up in a divisional game? How do you keep coming back from these things? And it comes to a point where people just run out of motivation. Buffalo has got all the tools. they got a good defense to be able to stop them. Uh, Bortles won't be able to play with a big lead this game. The total's low. Everything screams. If you're going to bet it, take the points. Yeah, and I misspoke. It's a plus three is what the Bills is there, not minus three. So uh, Fred's going with that. Um, I don't know. Any basically, we, the only picks we got were the the Giants game and the Colts game and this Bills game. Before we finish uh, this segment and wrap it up, any other game we want to get to? Holly, is there one you feel good about? Yes. If you were able to snag Pittsburgh minus two and a half, I love that. They're trying to keep up with Kansas City right now. I, I really, really like that pick. I know it's in Denver and people tend to shy away from that, but. I'm I'm rocking with Steelers, you know. I'm still I still have faith in them. Yeah, they haven't and, let me down yet. And so. Josh ADHD, he loves from a fantasy perspective. He loves the Steelers guys this week, so that makes a lot of sense. I was a little worried about this one, Jerry. Where are you with this this Denver Steelers game? I know you're a big Pittsburgh fan. Do you, are you leaning one way or the other? It's like the line doesn't make sense to me for yeah. some reason. It's I mean, let's flip it. All right, so then on a neutral field, Pittsburgh is if it's let's say two and a half or three, say it's at three. Pittsburgh six at home, nine. Are you giving up nine? At home, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. And, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is the games where they they, yeah. they, they come up flat sometimes. I, maybe I'm saying that from a fan standpoint, and I'm trying to give my reverse jinx myself, you know what I mean? But yeah. it just it's just bad to me. I don't know what to think of this game, honestly. Well, Big Ben was so bad last week, and then he made a couple plays at the end of the game. And, you know, we've had this narrative with Big Ben. He's not very good on the road, right? That's, that's typically his M.O. So we'll see if he can do it in Denver. I I don't know. Stay positive, Jerry. You have Case Keenum <laughs> over there you're playing against. Let's just let's focus on the positive, okay? <laughs> that, that's a fair point. I think James Conner's going to come through with a big game this week. God, I love him. Yeah, he, he's a good player, man. So I think he's going to do it. All right, well, we're up against a break here. We got all these other games to get to, guys. We're just getting started. We still got about 50 minutes until kickoff if you want to get your bets in. So uh, anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. (laughs) 
All right. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And if you listen to this show, you know what that song means. But it means Jerry Bowe's about to give you his picks for this week. So you, you might want to get on your phone, get up my bookie, and get ready to play some bets. Jerry Bowe, what do you have this week? Straight bets. Let's rock this thing. Eagles, team total over 26 and a half points. If we are struggling to find a side on this and six points seems about right, people are on both sides. But at the end of the day, what are we worried about? That the Giants can score and maybe that's how they cover? So instead of worrying about all that and and having to worry about the Eagles defense, let's concentrate on what they can dominate on. And that's on the offensive side of the ball against a team that struggles on defense. Defense, 34 points a few weeks ago at the Meadowlands. You said it the other day, Holly, after that game. What do you need? What What do you need in it to get right? It's that's to play the Giants. So let's get right. Let's get right. Wentz against a defense that's 28th in DVOA against slot receivers. Look for Tate to blow up today. Usually the offensive lines are concerned for Eli Manning. And in, in today, though, it won't be uh, as big of a disadvantage because the Eagles ran 20th in adjusted sack rate. They won't get there. Both the Eagles and the Giant defenses are falling off a cliff, ranking 26th and 27th in DVOA. So we're going to hit this team total over 26.5 max. We're going to hit it. Giants over 21 and 0.5, little bit, one unit, and then we're going to hit the over. So we could basically hit the trifecta here, pound this, I see points. Straight bets. We're going to hit a lot of overs this week. We're going to be begging for points. And the points that we will beg for, Panthers, Seahawks, over 46.5. Wilson is great as an underdog in his career, 17-7-2 against the spread as an underdog in the regular season. Over the past two years, though, 6-5-1. and and one. It's fallen off a little bit against the spread. As great as Wilson is as an underdog in his career, Cam Newton's a monster at home, though. 21-12, 63% when playing teams with positive point differential, which Seattle has a plus 35. When Newton enters this game off a loss, he gets super hyped. The man is crunk going 10-4 and four against the spread, 5-1 and one since 2015. Also, Cam, 7-3 and three against the spread off career consecutive losses. That's what they're dealing with right now, 10-3 and three at home in this spot. Look for him to bounce back big. Straight bets. Let's talk about the Pats. We know the Pats off a loss. It's they're they're going going to shine. The thing that scares me here is we talked about everyone uh, money wise, ticket wise, everyone is on the Patriots. But why? Because over the uh, the teams coming. Uh, I'm sorry, they're coming off a loss. Uh, teams coming off a buy. Listed as a road favorite of seven or more. So, uh, Patriots off a bye, coming off road favorite, seven or more points, 65%. So, teams that are, we know that, that, that the number says, hey, that team is that much better than that other squad. There's no letdown spot. There's no anything. They have time to prepare, and they usually play like they're supposed to. That number tells you that. Again, teams coming off a bye that are listed as a road favorite of seven or more. That means that the line is straight up telling you, man, this team is dominant over the other and they're coming off a bye, 64% trend. Brady has faced division opponents on the road off a bye three times in his career, 3-0 and straight up, winning by 46, 22, and 14. Nothing but blowouts. Look for the Patriots to get right and look for that team total to fly over 28, hit minus 10, team total over 28. Straight bets. 
Alright, let's go to Bucks team total over 28. I don't think that San Francisco is going to have enough to stop them or to move the ball consistently to keep the ball away from Bucks. Now, we know the Bucks struggle on defense. Go ahead, let San Francisco get in the end zone quick, let the possessions be fast, and let Buccaneers keep getting the ball. I think they easily surpassed that, that 28 points. I think they score somewhere around 31. Straight bets. The last straight bets are going to be the week's prop bets on each players. I think Duke Johnson gets at least three and a half receptions. Um, ever since uh, Kitchens took over over there, the last two games we've seen Baker go five and one interception touch or touchdown interception ratio, and we've seen the uh, six more attempts per game. Johnson's passed that both games, and I think he easily easily gets that. Julian Edelman receiving yards over sixty nine and a half. The slot kills his opponents. He's going to surpass that easily. I think he gets a. 100 plus plus gets in the end zone and has over six and a half uh, receptions. Kittle, the tight end play of the week. You heard Josh ADHD say it. He's going to kill it today. They will lean on him. And 76 and a half yards seems like easy money. Over 76 and a half yards. And I think he'll have six and a half receptions over. Those are the uh, those are the prop bet plays of the week. Make sure you get over to my bookie and place them all. Breaking news. Newsflash. What's up, guys? As promised, back with the active inactives. Listen, even a little news for these uh, Sunday afternoon games. All right. Starting at running back, Sony Michelle, as expected, he's going to be active. I'm pretty sure he's just going to be questionable for the rest of the year. <laughs> as long as you don't see him suffer any more of those scary-looking uh, knee injuries, expect him to play. Yeah, Alex big. Collins, um, as you all talked about with Josh earlier, he's out. So, hey, fire up the Gus Bus. Gus Bus! <laughs> Alfred Morris is a healthy scratch. Yeah. At, at wide receiver, Robbie Anderson is active. Doug Baldwin, he's active as well. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is active as well. And Jordy Nelson is active. At tight end, David Njoku, he's ready to go for the Browns. I know you guys talked about him a little bit, so if you need some help at tight end, he's definitely He might give you 15 at. yards. That sounds like a dance I used to do in high school. Oh, Njoku. Njoku. Over to the late games. Melvin Gordon. This was uh, this was going to be a tough play yeah. for a lot of people, but it came out last night that he was he was going to be good to go. Schefter tweeted out that he's going to be good to play. And for those late games, that's always really nice to hear because whenever you see questionable and it's it's a late game, it's a Sunday night game, you don't want to go in there without insurance. So the fact that he's ready to go, that's a big sigh of relief for all Melvin Gordon owners. Yeah. Austin Eckler, he's active. He's good to go. Uh, Damian Dola, he's going to be questionable. Uh, Tyrell Williams, he's questionable with a quadriceps injury. He's on the wrong side of questionable. He's going to be a game-time, game-time decision, so I'd probably stay away from him. At the Sunday night game, Jimmy Graham is questionable, but he is expected to play. Um, that being said, he has just one catch in three of his last four games. Yeah, he's he's terrifying. I mean, so, yeah. I'd stay away. Stay far, far away. And then at Monday night, Kiki QT is active, so he'll be good to go. There you have it. Thanks, and before Andrew. you go, uh, Andrew, let everybody know where they can find you and stuff. You always run out of here, and, and, and we got groupies sitting outside the station waiting, waiting to know where they can find you. Come on, tell them a little bit. Don't be shy. Y'all can find me over on Twitter at HypedUpAndrew. Uh, if you ever have any injury questions or anything like that, um, more than happy to answer any of them. Holly hits me up sometimes with uh, various injury questions. So if any of you guys have a question on is, is someone been practicing, what's going on with his injury situation, just hit me up. I'll be happy to answer it. There you go. Thanks for doing that, Andrew. He uh, he kills it. He's wonderful, isn't he? He does a great yeah, he's job for us. Super fast at responding on Twitter, by the way. He's super fast at responding on Twitter. Well, that, that helps. Uh, I mean, 
he's actually that guy. You don't have to follow Stefania Bell. You can just follow Hyped Up Andrew, and he'll let you know what's going on with all the injuries. One takeaway from that looks like Dougie Baldwin's going to go this week. Would you do the Dougie this week, Jerry? I'm doing the Dougie now. What I'm scared is if which uh, w- uh, the William brothers, you know what I mean? We sp- we talk about him. Terrell's been seeming like he he's wants to be the number two there, but all of a sudden he's not 100%. Is this a Mike Williams week? Because it's touchdown or bust with that guy. But I think I see a Thunderbolt over there. What do you think over there in front of me? Uh, coming from a fan of the Chargers, does Mike Williams get in the end zone this week with Terrell not being 100 it's so hard to say. I mean, I, I love this team, but they are offensively, they are so inconsistent as far, as far as the receiving game. I mean, you have Antonio Gates being injured one week, going off the next week. You have both Williams' brother, you know, no, they're not related, but you got Tyrell going off one week. You got Mike going off another week. It. I want to I want to bet on him going off, but with what you've seen the last couple of weeks, I, I, I would stay away. I would stay away from that. That's good advice. This time of year, you can't have a guy give you zero points. You know what I mean? Like, there's hardly any time left in the regular season. You got to at least, you know, get something on the board. And Williams could give you a goose egg. I mean, he's he's scary when you put him in your lineup. I mean, you, you do a little prayer as soon as you you know you you put him on your roster because you never know what he's going to do. You never know what he's going to do. But one thing that I never have to say praise for is getting my money from my bookie. Straight yeah. up, those guys pay with no no worrying about it, no sketchy stuff. I'm telling you, I've been playing this game for years, gambling online. Never found a spot that I trust like them. Live bets. Uh, we we're driving as we're going home you know how many times i get home and that line has changed and i can just get up there and punch the number most times i get a better number than i even wanted you know what i mean sometimes the number is seven and a half and you're like man if it was seven little do you know the other team got the ball first they go out there they get a field goal now the line changed now you can get it at seven just because you waited and just because you play at my bookie go on your computer right now on mobile phone and go to mybookie.ag Get your account started. Right now, they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. I believe it's 50, uh, 50 right? 50% 50, uh, match to uh, bonus. Use your promo code radio to activate the offer. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code radio. It's someone that we trust. They're safe, reliable, been in business for years. I recommend them. When you win, they pay. Go to mybookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. ESPN975.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, there is Holly's song. We promised. We bounced back with it. We bumped back with it. There you have it. We want to thank Holly for joining us. And we want to remind everybody hey, the podcast is up for the first hour. So if you guys 
you missed out on some of the action from the show, you want to know Jerry and I's thoughts on some of the games and Holly and Cam, it's up there. Just go to Podcast Arena Moneyline, and you can listen to the show and get caught up on anything you might have missed. And we still got about 30 minutes until kickoff, so you can definitely go back there and place your bets in time. And even if you want to hear the actual picks, because we know it's the second part, our guy, uh, David, he's helping out the show today. He's loading things up as they go. So right after the show, if you want to catch those 3 o'clock games or anything like that, make sure you check it out. No doubt about it. Also, give us a follow at Moneyline97.5. We tweet out a lot of the action. I also just uh, tweeted out my flex plays for this week out of at ESPN97.5. You said you're what? What are they? I'm going to get a little flexy with you here in a second. I'm telling you, man. Let's get flexy right now. I need to know what my man's got. You know what that song means. It's time to get wild up in here, and my man's been killing it every week. Let's go, Josh. Let's go this week, guys. All right, here's what we got. I'm going to start out with some quarterbacks for you. Now, this could be a little scary because we're talking about some Browns and some Bengals here, but I love the matchup this week. Get me some Baker Mayfield. Why? How about the Bengals? They're allowing 32 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks over the last month. Is that good? If Baker gets you 30, are you gonna are you gonna sneeze at that? I don't think so. Get Baker in your lineup. And Jerry, what's our rule about if we think a quarterback is gonna go off? His counterparts busting it up, too. Damn right. So I got Andy Dalton in here as well. I'm a little worried without A.J. Green. You know, he's not going to be there, but the matchup is tasty. I think he's going to have a big game just because I think Baker's going to put up some points. So get him in your lineup. This is a great week for running back. So let's just get into this right here. Nick Chubb. Start him, guys. I'm telling you, the Bengals' defense is getting torched. They're giving up almost 39 fantasy points per game to running backs over the last month. Yeah, 39. Wow. Yeah, that, that's crazy. They're also giving up over five yards a carry. I think Nick Chubb could be the best running back this week, guys. Unfortunately, I'm playing him in a lot of my lineups, so I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping he's good, not great, because I have him, but I'm also facing him. All right, moving along. I think Marlon Mack comes up and has a big game. Giants have given up. Um, excuse me. I think Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack is going to have a big game. He's got a good matchup this week. He's not playing the Giants, so excuse me there. But I think he comes through. The Colts are really rolling, so get him in your lineup. Another guy I like is Philip Lindsay. I think he's going to have a nice game. The Steelers are an average matchup for running backs. In their last four games, they're allowing over 25 fantasy points a game to the position, so that's pretty good. And this Lindsay dude is fast, man. So get him in your lineup. I think he could come through for you. And how about... Brittle Brita. I know he breaks. He leaves the game pretty much every week, but he usually comes back. The matchup is too good to pass up. Bucks allowing just under 30, 30, 30, 30 fantasy points per game. Guys, that's, that's an insane amount of fantasy production. So get him in your lineup. All right, some guys that played this week. I Calvin Ridley in my lineup. He came through. I had Amari Cooper in my flex plays. He came through as well, guys. So if you were watching the games on Thursday, I nailed those too. How about Dougie Baldwin? It looks like he's active. Hyped up Andrew. Let you know that. He's dealing with a little bit of a groin injury, but that's okay. This Carolina D is allowing almost 37 fantasy points per game to wide receivers in their last five. They also really struggle with tight ends. So with Doug in the slot, I think he could come up big time. Love the matchup for him this week. So that's pretty much all I got for you. I also kind of like CJ Uzoma. Yuzuma, I can't ever say it right, but I think he could come through, but he's also a guy where eh, he could catch two passes for 15 yards also. So he's one of those kind of daily options when you just want to go really cheap at tight end. So usually I have more picks for you guys, but hey, it was Thanksgiving. I had a lot of guys on Thursday that already went. So that is if you think I'm flexy for this week. I love that CJ Uzuma uh, pick. I think that 
he can get it. This is the game. If tight ends of 36 or 47 targets, 77% of catches against that defense. They've gotten in the end zone three times uh, over the last four games against the Browns. That's the tight end position. I, I look for him. Is there anything else from that game specific that you like? Man, it, that's kind of tough because I kind of like everybody in this one. You know, I like Baker. I like Dalton. I think Jarvis Landry could get going this week, too. I didn't put him in the column just because he's – I feel like I want him to, to show me something before I do. Yeah, 50 yards and or fewer in four of the last five, but we know that it only takes a few – his volume's there. It, it, just, it, it is, and Baker's been fantastic. I, I I really think this could be a good game for fantasy, so I know it's not – it's not one you're going to get in front of your TV and be like, oh, yeah, it's a Bengals and the Browns. So yeah. just, you know, start these guys and then just look at your score later. Don't actually watch the game. Yeah, and one thing to keep your eye on here is the emergence of Brashad Perryman. Since Freddie Kitchens took over 146 air yards, he leads the team. So, I mean, he's getting looks. Uh, not to say to go over there and start him now, but if he continues this, it, just keep your eye on it. Maybe Baker be, develops some trust with him. And when you got a young quarterback like that and he gets accustomed to that one guy, just that's where his neck always looks. No, you're right about that. So I, I think he's somebody you can roll with. And I don't know. I just kind of like everybody in this matchup. I even think Mixon could come through as well. I I just see a lot of offense in this one, especially from the key guys, especially the running backs. I really like them this week. So that's something to keep your eye on. And uh, like I said, I kind of like Philip Lindsay this week in that Denver game. I think he could come up big in the Steelers. And I like James Conner on the other side of that one, too. I think there could be a lot of fantasy points there. We talked about this a little bit. What about Big Ben? I mean, he's such a he's so hard to on the road, right? You don't know which Big Ben you're going to get. Do you think you're going to get bad Ben or good Ben this week? It's just... I don't even know what they need out of Ben to win this game. Do they need him to be great, Ben? You know what I mean? Or do they need him to be average and lean on that run if they can open up a lead? Is it going to be a close game? I'm kind of worried about what happens with Juju this week because Chris Harris, he lines up in that slot. He rarely moves up out of it. That's going to hold Juju uh, ultimately ceiling down. His his floor's there. His looks are there. He's always going to have in PPR scoring. He'll have those five to eight receptions. But what usually blows him open is his ability to yards after catch and blow open that 40 50 yard touchdown and I don't know if we see that this week with Chris Harris on him no I'm kind of with you I think he could be a little a little boomer bust this week what about this guy I think we both like this week and that's Julian Edelman in the Patriots game they're playing the Jets this week I think they could just oh man I think they're just gonna put it on the Jets and I think Edelman's gonna be a big part of it I don't know what to expect from Gronk. He's been so mostly missed. You can't even say hit lately. What do you expect from Julian Edelman this week? Jets against slot receivers. Uh, Westbrook, DD, 9 for 130. Thielen, 9 for 110. Landry, 8 for 130. Zay Jones, 8 for 93. What? Let's throw a Julian Edelman, 9, 10 for 140 and a touchdown or two. That's what I'm looking at. Ooh, this man is averaging 11 targets the last three games. If, he, if he's not on your, uh, on, your, on your squad in Daily Fantasy, then you're tripping, man. And he lines up 70% of his routes are ran out of that slot. I mean, hey, Chris Hogan hasn't caught a pass since week eight. What happened to him? Dude, he is just done. And he's a guy I liked before the year because, you know, Edelman was going to miss some games. And I just don't think the dude can really run anymore. I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I thought... I thought he could come through, be an Adam Thielen-type player, but, boy, that has just not been the case. Um, Here's another guy that I'm kind of interested in this week, and it's Emmanuel Sanders. 
I think Josh brought him up that he's somebody that you could get in there because there's probably not a lot of people playing him this week, but I think he could have a big game. What do you think? You know, you know your Steelers defense pretty well, Jerry. What do you think Emmanuel Sanders can do this week? He can hurt us in the slot. The way this game's going to be dictated is, though, the, the Steelers have been winning as of late because they can get to the quarterback. They, they're second best at getting to the quarterback. Uh, I mean, that's where the game's going to be won. If, if Case Keenum doesn't make these receptions, uh, these interceptions, these, these boneheaded mistakes, especially when they're in the red zone, he tends to do that. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, is this a revenge spot, huh? I mean, yeah. So, so, I mean, anything can happen. Who else are they going to lean to? I think he'll get his. And the Steelers have been, I mean, the Steelers, they, they're a bend but don't break system at some times. I think he gets loose, and I think he probably does get in the end zone today. So you think the, the number is 47 and a half. Do you expect it to be a, a relatively high-scoring game? <sighs> That's the thing, because the Steelers can run the ball. Connor's been running exceptionally well, and as of late, you see Denver, the, the run defense isn't what they used to be. You can run it up that middle yeah. on them, and, and if you want to stay away from their defensive backs, that's how you're going to get the game. So what happens if the Steelers uh, get a 7-10 point lead in the late in the third quarter? I think they start running that ball down and, and trying to get up out of there with just that win. So I don't really know if that's the way to attack it. No, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I really love James Conner this week. I think he's going to make up for last week. I believe he dropped a touchdown, and Big Ben kind of had to save him. So I think he's going to be out to kind of you know make up for that and have a good game. Uh, this one I really wanted to talk about, and guys, we're, we're going to hit a break here in just a few minutes, and then we'll run through all the games. But I think this is an interesting game. It's Sunday night football, Packers at Vikings. I think this one's going to, at least it should be a good game. That's what I'm expecting. So Vikings are favored by three and a half. Part of me wanted to take Rodgers and the Packers plus the points the other day, but I've kind of come to the realization that the Packers just aren't that good. You know, I I just think that that's the case. And, you know, sure, they can have a big game and Aaron Rodgers can, can put it up, but I think Devontae Adams is the really, really only dynamic playmaker for them. You know, I know Jones is a pretty good back, but they're not quite using him enough. And I think Adams has a tough matchup this week. So I think it's going to be, I don't think he's going to be overly owned, Devontae Adams, even though he's been fantastic this year because his matchup is pretty tough. But over his career, he's actually been pretty good against the Vikings, despite the tough matchup against Rhodes. But as far as a about a gambling perspective, Jerry, three and a half for Minnesota games in Minnesota. Are you leaning one way or the other? That three, three and a half is it's a crucial. That's that's where playing. But does the recreational gambler that think that the thinks that he knows is gambling does he goes up there and he says, man, that's a three point spread. It's at three and a half. I'll stay away from Minnesota. And then as the as the game gets closer and they got a little money in their pocket uh, in their account from the earlier games, they say. Man, if I'm not going to bet it at three, I'll take the three and a half then. And so then instead of going for the team Vikings that they thought would originally win, but they didn't know if they would do the three and a half, they end up on the Packers side somehow, and then they end up losing. That's sometimes the square side a way to look at it. The truth is, numbers in this game: Rodgers 38 and 20 against the spread versus NFC North. He's 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 he gets them. He almost two to two to one win percentage. This is only the seventh time he's been listed as an underdog as a divisional rival. In those previous other games, oh five and one straight up and against the spread. Wow. Right, Rodgers. He'll make his thirteenth start inside of a dome since two thousand fourteen. So you think like, okay, that's better than no, no weather to worry about or anything. But it's actually been the opposite because the Packers only average twenty two points per game in those twelve games inside the dome. Four and eight straight up, five and seven against the spread. They don't cover the spread by six point three points. Right. The Packers defense in those dome games, 
29.8 points allowed per game. So they give up a, inside dome, on turf, on fast track. They give up a lot of points. That's the problem. And now you got a team that the Vikings' number one red zone defense. They only allowed the teams to score touchdowns on 40% of trips in the red zone. The Packers, they allowed the teams to score at a 55% clip. They're a bottom six team in red zone defense. So if in a game that's so close and we don't know what's going to happen, uh, we take those numbers and you take the red zone. That's where the game is won. I expect that game to be, I mean, it's Mike Zimmer. He holds opponents at home to 201 pass yards a game. Ooh. That's what they do. Now, I'm not expecting that against Rodgers, but I'm also not expecting them to blow them up. The The Vikings have enough weapons to be able to keep uh, they can score, they can make this a high-paced game when they want to, and they can slow it down when they want to. I'm looking for Dalvin Cook to get going, That's too. That's what I was about to say. Can't... I know he costs a lot, but Adam Thielen, for me, is a must-start. When he played Green Bay in Week 2, 12 catches, 13 targets, 140 yards. He had the most fantasy points this season against Green Bay, 34 points. Minnesota's defense is trending up. Green Bay's offense is trending down. For me, that means Minnesota's going to be on the field offensively more. I think Adam Thielen is a must-start. That's interesting. And this is the game they tied earlier this year, right? Yeah. Rodgers and company, they kind of got out to an early lead, and then they couldn't really do anything, and Minnesota ended up coming back and tying the and game. Cousins yeah. diced them. 29-29. Yeah. And, 29. and you know, Green Bay hasn't put up points in, in, in weeks. So for for me, if, if if you got Minnesota offensive players, start them. If you got Green Bay offensive players, I might trend away. Yeah, I think Jerry's on to something, too. I, and I like the Thielen pick, too, Cam. But, I, I mean, this feels like a Dalvin Cook game. Like, they yeah. finally get him going, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is it. I think they're leaning on them ever since Wilkerson went down for Packers. They've, I mean, they gave up over five yards of carry. You can bust them open. And that's the thing. Whenever you have a defense that can't stop the run, the other team knows that's how they keep Rodgers off the field. Like, how how am I going to get stop that offense? Well, keep him off the field. How do you keep him off the field? Pound it up the middle. Use these short routes. You have two good receivers. Thielen's going to blow up. You have you you have uh, Rudolph. You know what I mean? You, you They have everything that you need to be able to keep that offense off the field. No doubt about it. And if you've been holding on to Dalvin Cook all year, like th- this it's is what you yeah. It's time to cook off. It's time to get him in your lineup and and yeah, get cook fired up as we as we say in the business. So, all right, guys, we're gonna hit all the rest of the games. Looks like we are up against a break. We got another segment for you. You are listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. It's the one and only Eagle Double G. Snoop Dogg. You know I'm mobbing with the D-R-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the West Coast is back for all you suckers. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe, Clutch City Cam behind the mic, behind the glass. And, uh, man, we've kind of hit most of everything, so we're just going to give a little look across all the games 
throughout the week, everything on the slate, because we've given out all our picks. So if you want those picks, you can go to SportsMap. You can follow SportsMap at SportsMapHOU. You can follow at ESPN975. And you want to go over to SportsMap, the website, because Jerry's got all his plays on there. You can go see who he's pushing this week. I've got my flex plays. And we also have A.J. Hoffman's fantasy ranking. So maybe if you're not sure, like, should I start this guy or that guy, well, go to SportsMap, check out A.J.'s ranks, and whoever he has ranked higher, start that guy this week. It's pretty simple. I'm going to load him up right now as we speak. I'm, I'm loading, typing him up. We've got 10 minutes, 12 minutes till kickoff. I'm going to go ahead and everything that i said today i'm releasing it for everyone man so so there you go a little thanksgiving present from jerry bow you can also follow at jerry bow knows on twitter he gives out a lot of his picks that way you can also follow me at jordan pfx and of course through the show's twitter account we push all this stuff as well at moneyline 97.5 all right so we got all that business taken care of you can also go listen to the rest of the show what you missed earlier on podcast arena just go to moneyline on podcast arena if you missed anything you can go back and listen to it and that is uploaded right there so we're, we're trying to get some of these daily lineups going and jerry and i were talking during the break odell beckham is a guy that could really go off this week with that matchup against the eagles and their secondary being so banged up i, I think odell is a guy that we both like a lot this week right jerry i love him i don't know how they gonna they, they will stop him especially if the eagles score at will against that defense i think this turns into a shootout i had the trifecta bet basically the team total over on both and the game over with the eagles being the biggest bet out of the three but I Beckham gets loose today. I don't know how they're going to stop him. I mean, I could see him. And then uh, remember, I told you I, I have a friend there actually, and he says that they're seeing a bunch of Victor Cruz uh, jerseys and whatnot. And it's the four-year anniversary uh, anniversary of the Lincoln Massacre of that last play when the Giants ran that ball in. Oh wow! Okay, so that's interesting. I even think uh, you know Sterling Shepard could get off here today too, just because the matchup is so good. So definitely start all your Giants against the Eagles. Saquon Barkley, he's a no-brainer. You start him. Friends, Odell Beckham had ten targets against Philly when they were healthy. Philly might be the most unhealthy team as far as the secondary. I mean, they're literally trying out wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken, at the cornerback position. Odell Beckham is pretty much a must-start. No, no doubt about it, and. Jumping around a little bit, guys, uh, we didn't get to this one earlier as much as we wanted to, and those this is the uh, Seahawks-Panthers game. For me, you know, we do a little contest with all the show hosts here at ESPN, and for this week, that's my pick is I, I got Carolina minus three. They are such a heckle, you know, they're, they're so all over the place where they play at home or they play on the road. They're great at home. They're terrible on the road. Today, they're at home against Seattle. I think they come through. What do you think about this one, Jerry? I love the over in this game. I think this game has all types of fantasy goodness in it. The actual spread is tough for me. I don't know which way to go. If I was going to bet it, I think I would be on the Panthers. I talked about how much of a bounce back spot uh, or a monster that Cam is. 67% winner off coming back to back losses coming home. He likes to get up in these moments. And you know he's a gamer. Cam is the ultimate gamer, like him or not, whether you agree the way he dresses or not. The man's the gamer, man. That's who you want under center, and he he takes losing. I mean, he, to, with a passion, he comes back in sixty seven percent double uh, double back to back losses uh, and fifty four percent off just single losses. He always plays with a vengeance. And Cam Newton's averaging twenty four points at home. Seattle, I think, has given up over twenty two points to opposing quarterbacks the last couple weeks. So Cam Newton for me is a must start as well. And yeah. many people are trying to say, hey, man, Seattle's coming. 
off a long rest. Don't you remember they played Green Bay? Truth is, and it's so weird, Wilson coming off extra rest, so it's 10 days or more. 9-15 and 15 against the spread, 37.5. He's hanging out with Sierra too much at home. <laughs> it, one guy I really like this week in the same game is DJ Moore. Because, you know, Funches isn't going to go. He's doubtful. I think DJ Moore goes off, and he's actually pretty affordable this week. DJ Moore is going to chop it up. He's popping up on all the optimizers I use. He's popping up on everything. He He's in my children cereal box this morning. <laughs> I'm telling you, put in DJ Moore. He's going to break open some big ones. I picked him up in all three of my leagues and started him. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I just who else are they going to get the ball to? I mean, McCaffrey a little bit, but I think it's got to be DJ Moore. He's starting to come on a little bit. You know, Funches isn't there. You know, Greg Olson hasn't been what he normally is for Cam this year. So, and DJ Moore is at forty six hundred on DraftKings. I mean, he's, that's a steal. He's very affordable this week, guys. So he's definitely somebody you want to get into your lineups for sure. Um, let's jump around a little bit here. Hit some games we haven't hit as much. I want to go back to this Tennessee Houston game. I think we got it in the the first segment of the show a little bit, and then not much after that. I'm going to hit it for fantasy first, and then we'll come around to the gambling side. Uh, you're obviously Obviously, starting Hopkins, I'm thinking uh, Lamar Miller, he's getting opportunities, but you can't like him this week. Do you, Jerry? That, that Titans run D is tough. 3.36 yards per carry over the last six games is what they're allowing. Now, the Texans do have those offensive line injuries. I don't know if this is a spot Will you where you get the best out of Lamar Miller. Uh, I got him as a fringe RB, too. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Maybe a yeah, I'm with you right there, or Flex even. It's just a tough matchup, and the way they get Alfred Blue involved, you just, you know, he's hard to rely on every week. What about the other side of the ball? Corey Davis, do you see him making any plays this week? He uh, busted in week 11, uh, 11 alongside every other Tennessee Titan, right? And with his quarterback's health being in concern, I don't know what to do with him, but he is in a prime, a prime bounce back spot. I do like him. You know, when he gets the ball, he can go off. And number one, wideout targets, that's what's been hurting the Texans defense as far as outside corner. I think that he's a wide receiver three, He's but he's has 65 fewer or fewer yards and eight out of 10. So you need him to get in the end zone. You do. And I think he might actually do that this week because he's, you know, he's their playmaker. They took him with their first round pick for a reason. They want to get him involved. Um, Man, at the same token, it looks like Mariota's going to go. So, you know, it's not like you're starting him with any kind of confidence this week. I think maybe the Texans' defense could be a nice play this week. For sure. I think they could get to the quarterback, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. I can see a turnover, too, also. this It's not what you think that this game's going to be on a Monday night. as like last night, uh, Monday night where you saw points just coming just left and right. This one's going to be a... A nail-biter going into the fourth quarter, a one-possession game, and that's where the spread will be won or not. And, I I mean, I guess with gun-to-head Texans. Yeah. Hey, the Texans defense averaging 10 fantasy points uh, per game the last four games, which is pretty impressive because if your defense is double-digiting, then, uh, my God, bless your fantasy team. No doubt about it. And. you know, we mentioned this earlier, but I'll reset it now. I think the Texans are they're going to be pretty amped up with the passing of Mr. McNair. It's a Monday night football game. It's at home. You know, the Titans beat them. They're going to be a little salty about that. They're going to want to get payback, and they're not going to want to lose the tiebreaker. They're at least going to want to split with Tennessee. So Texans going to be playing with a lot of emotion, and I think they're in a good spot. The number is at, is at four right now. Texans are favored by four. It's kind of jumped around because – People didn't know if Mariota was going to play. If you had to 
I, I know you're kind of rolling Texans. It was at six and a half. Now it's at four. Does that make you feel a lot better? And that's what it is. But at the same time, how does it move down that many points? That's sharp money. Big bets coming in saying, I'll take all every bit of all those points and making this line right. Now that the line is right, according to where the sharps have it, it's your choice to whether go against them because they got a two and a half point lead on you. If the line was at six and a half, you gave up those. If, if You know what I mean? It, it's about catching that line earlier or not, and it goes down six and a half to four. That's a big, big jump. Look, yeah, the th- Texans don't blow anybody out, but when was the last time they blew somebody out? Tennessee last Tennessee. year. Big blowout at that, too. Yeah, so. dropped a 50-burger on him last year. All right. Well, is there any other games you want to get to? Man, I, I think we're uh, to the point where we're going to do a little put my name on it. I think we kind of hit everything with it being Thursday. You know, we had plenty of time to get to everything, which well, is nice this week. This week, who are you going to put your name on, Josh? Man, that, that that's interesting. I'm, I've am i been pushing them all show, so I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I know it's... You know, a little chalky or whatever. I just think he's going to have a huge game. I, I'm thinking like 100 yards and maybe gets in the end zone twice. Nice, nice, nice. What do you got, Cam? You guys, you know me. I like to go cray cray with it. I look. I'm going to Marius Thomas, the dude. What? You know, he he only cost forty five hundred dollars. I know he didn't get any looks the last game, but for me, I feel like the Texans that this is going to be their blowout uh, win of the season. Why not? Why not go to Demarius? Like you, you, you gave up a fourth round pick for the dude. He's supposed to be Will Fuller's replacement. It's about time Demarius or uh, Deshaun Watson starts trusting him. So I think this is his breakout game. Man, Cam going out on a limb. I like it. Man, he scared the hell out of me last week. So I'm off him. But I, I like the balls there, Cam. Jerry, let's do it like this. Julian Edelman. I talked about him earlier. I spoke that he's going to surpass those 69 and a half yards. I'm putting my name all over that. Go ahead, get the bet in right now. Go to my bookie over 69. And a half yards, max that out. That's what I'm putting my name on. There you have it. And if you guys missed any of the show, go to Podcast Arena, listen to Moneyline. If you want to get in some bets for the 3 o'clock games, all that info is there for you guys. So we want to thank all our guests for coming in today. We had we had Holly in studio, Hyped Up Andrew. Thank you, Cam, behind the glass. Jerry, and of course, at Fantasy ADHD. He stops by every week and helps us out. Like always, we appreciate that. Yep. All right. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Good luck this week. Follow us at Moneyline975 on Twitter. And until next week, see you. Peace. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.